afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Universal Lens. I am John Emilio, along with Henry Beltra from the Universal Lens. <laughs> Hello, my brethren. I don't know what you were going to say there. Not nah, come on. From the, I'm like, uh, where's he from? High there? atop the studios or whatever. Oh my God. Welcome home. Welcome home. What's up, everybody? Nothing. Everybody ready? We're ready. What are we going to talk about today? I'll tell you what. I'm going to go back to our old school roots. We actually had no pre-show. Yeah. So this is the first time Henry's like, let's no pre-show. He goes, yeah. whatever. He goes, we're going to just go. I'm like, all right, let's just go. Keep it fresh, bro. Yeah, yeah I'm cool. I'm going to take you back. I, you know, I want to keep it fresh because if you recall, the spirit of the show was me and you kicking it at the table. Just nobody listening. Yeah, two espressos and two, two out espressos. two and two and a half hours went by. Every once in a while, there might be a cigar involved. Yes, and we uh, for sure. keep it real. I want I want your uh, your your little take on uh, on a parental situation that I had. It's just a it's just a question. It's just a parental situation that I think um, it made me think a little bit of the the power of now, like the moment. Oh, dude, you're talking about the book. You know, that's, that's not the book, but yeah. the actual phrase. Now, yeah, as you say, there is no tomorrow, there is no yesterday's, is no. now life is now, life only happens now. So, uh, I, it made me think a little bit if I made the right parental decision, and I don't know if I even made a decision, I just simply let something happen, all right? Okay, uh, you know, it's something's really it's silly, but you know, I want your take on it because uh, I think you, you're very uh, I don't know, you're very in tune, right. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I guess so. You're laughing like 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 you're some sort of moron. <laughs> you're a very wise guy, you know. I, I value your opinion. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, so let me impart my knowledge. Impart impart it on me. It's something silly, but you know, my oldest son is uh, graduating from high school, a senior, and he had a prom. Oh, cool. Right. And uh, these guys were looking forward to the after prom, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the after party. Right. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. The parties and all that. So they get to the prom late because they had a game. All right. So they get to the prom, but they all hurry and they get there and they do their thing. And then uh, I know what's going to happen later on that night. I know that my older son is going to be going to LBI. And oh, they, gonna, oh, that's where they were going? Yeah. Nice. And they're going to be uh, some debauchery. Have <laughs> debauchery. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, to, to, for people that don't know, or people that know, my son was following a good friend of his, all right, in the car, in the car. So they're in the parkway. They left the prom. They're in the parkway. You two, have two separate cars. Two separate cars. Okay, gotcha. So he's following his friend, the <clears> car <throat> in front, mm-hmm. and his friend is a very responsible kid. It's not like, oh, but these are a good group of kids. You know them. Right? Yeah, no, no. good group of kids. They're not trouble making kids. No, like, no, these no. are good kids. But all of a sudden. The kid who's driving in front of him quickly and erratically swerves to the right. Quickly and erratically. Like, okay, you know, emergency stuff. Like, like something some, cut something, him off. Something was on the road. Something's happening. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. And the minute he did that, my son was like, the thought process was, what? What the hell's going on here? What? And in his quick millisecond thought process, there's a car coming right on top of my son in the parkway. In other words, the opposite way. So headlights coming at you. I'm going Parkway South. Holy shit. So somebody was on the wrong side of the Somebody's road. A, so uh, that's uh, why the very responsible friend he was following was erratically like get swerved. out of the way. Yeah. He did. He had no time. He goes, 
because he called me frantic, you know, because yeah. I had no time to think. So he quickly served, swerved to the right and ended up spinning on the parkway. Holy shit. Yeah, like Dominic Toretto. So he spun, gained control of the car, right? Wow. And watched his cars go by him and said, I'm getting out of here. So he got off on, he just he gained control and like white face and poop and just, with poopy pants. Yeah, dude, that's. He uh, got off the parkway that's an adrenaline and called right me immediately. Yeah. He says, Papi, I gotta tell you what just happened to me. I, I'm like flipping out right now. I said, Shh, what happened? He goes, I saw, and AJ quickly swerved, and then I swerved because he, and I had no time to think. I had a car on top of me. I was like, shh. Okay. He goes, I'm going home. I'm going home. No problem. I said, follow your gut. Follow your gut. You feel it. So he turned around. He, he got on the other side of the park. We're not going home. He says, that. he called me again. He goes, you have no idea what I'm looking at. So what happened? He goes, I'm watching like eight cars all jumbled up. That same huge, guy. Huge accident. Like yeah. there's like six cop wow, cars. I hear about this. There's like six cop cars. They're closing that parkway. He goes, this is ridiculous. And then, so, you know, we have a thing where he has bad luck, right? You know, he broke his knee. So he has bad luck. He goes, I think I had good luck. <laughs> he goes, I said, babe, you I have like that. you have bad luck for the stupid things, but you have good luck for the big things. Because I'm telling you, he goes, Papi, I, I lost all my life flashing from my eyes in sure. every way. Because then the, the car, then the cars that didn't hit me. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, there's this. Yeah, I, the, I get it. The parental question I had is in the back of my mind. Yeah. Right? And if he's listening, he's going to figure me out. <laughs> in the back of my mind, there was a part of me that said, Good, he's coming home. Yeah, that's. I think that's the the mama bear and and, and a parent, right? So to, to say, yeah, I'm glad that. he's coming home. I know he's going to be here. And he's going to be safe. Yeah, Not yeah. to mention, you know, the coach he called practice early on purpose. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, I gotcha. But he'll be fresh for his practice, and plus, his main goal right now in life is to win these championships. Yeah. Eh, but at the same time, you know, this was the moment that you have with your friends, and this is your prom yeah, night, you. and yeah. It's- all choices did uh did i make the right call and tell him look follow your gut don't go because he was the only one that didn't continue his his path everybody else went okay and i'm i'm questioning myself should i have said look compose yourself gather yourself it's it's gonna be fine what you do now is nice and calmly get on get back on yeah you want you want you want you want you want you were okay with him yes. coming home to be yeah quote-unquote safe so so your question is what my did question you, is did you do the right thing yeah did i did i ruin his now no <clears throat> you follow me no because his, his you empowered him to make a choice now as a parent we could guide our children when they're making choices but never this is the way i bring up my kids my experiences, I don't make the choices for them. I allow them to make the choice. Right. I could give them input and wisdom, maybe from experience. And you may have a preference. And you might, but, but see, so I don't let my preference, I don't let my preference um, uh, affect what I'm telling him. Because I would prefer my child to do A or B, right? It's just, again, those are just thoughts that the way I was brought up and the way I've been told things should be. So that automatic thought pattern comes and says, so I'm going to use myself as an example. So let's say this was me and John. So my order, I, I just knowing the way I am, 
I would have had two thought streams. The one would have been like you, Dad, I want to come home. Buddy, come home. The other one would have been, um, you know, Dad, I want to keep, do- I, 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 like me, I would have been like, don't, just pull over, catch your breath, let me talk to you for 10 minutes. Get you, once, I, once we get you calm, once we, we see that you're calmed down and the emotional response, is, the emotional reaction is not there anymore and now you can kind of think a little clearer, what do you want to do? Dad, I still want to come home. Okay, no problem. Come home. Yeah, I, I mean, sure. There's part of you that probably wanted him to go, and there's part of you that wanted him to come home. There's no right or wrong answer to that. You allowed your son to make a decision. Now, you ask ten people the same question. Five people are going to tell you come home. Five people are going to tell you why'd you tell him to come home? You should have told him to go. Continue going. There's no right or wrong answer. There really isn't. You gave. You made your, your kid make a choice. What you could do now is tell him you made a choice. Whether you think it was the right or the wrong choice doesn't make a difference. You made a choice. That's the choice you made. You live with, that's, that's, so that's done. There's no looking back on it. Now we just move forward from here. I don't think it's a matter of did you make the right decision in telling him to come home or not. I mean, what were you going to do? Tell him to keep going? And what if the kid wasn't in the state of mind to continue doing that? Yeah, the other kids went, but the other kids didn't have a car besides maybe AJ in front of him. The other kids didn't have a car and he and they didn't spin out. They didn't spin out. So there's a little bit. They had some. Quick, yeah, but there's a know. little bit of look. There's a little bit of a different reaction to spinning. That's loss of control completely to swerving, which is avoiding. Loss of control puts your mind in a whole different mind frame. Like your thinking changes when you lose control of something. When you lose control of anything, right? When you feel like you're not in control, it's a, it's run to safety. That's usually the mind wants to go. We lost control. Run to safety. His mind says, we lost control of the car. I see cars flying by me. All this shit's happening. I just want to go somewhere where I'm cool right now. I don't want to... Home base. Yeah, and and that's a natural human reaction. So I don't think it's a right or... I don't don't even think asking yourself that I do the right thing is even a valid... Yeah, but you know, I question it because it's one prom in your life. It's one post-prom. You follow me? Everything, yeah, but but so every... It's... It's one post-prom, it's one prom, it's one this, it's one that. We all have opportunities that either we get to take part in or we don't. Yeah, it's, and it's not the So end that's of the world. not, no, unless you make it the end of the world. Right. Right? Unless you make it. If you go, so what? You missed the prom party. Yeah. The prom party is just an event. It's not like, now my life, I never went to my prom, like people who go, I never went to my prom, my life's been horrible, I should have gone to my prom, and they carry that pain with them. For freaking years, or they didn't do this, and they carry that. I didn't do this, and they carry that. And it's carrying the past, right? It's carrying that that decision you made, that pain from that decision with you when there's no need to. It's it, it's it's not happening now anymore. So he didn't go to the party. So what's happening today is where his focus and his um yeah his focus should be like I'm living his life now. So he didn't go. Yeah. It should be something that dropped. That's it. Yeah. Not. Why didn't I go? Like, so, every question. Is he questioning it? No. Well, then. No. So then, yeah, mood point. No, this is me. That's great. This is me. That's great if he's not, because. This is me from the bird's eye view. Yeah, you, you, you're, yeah, you're. I'm bird's eyeing myself. You're bird's eyeing yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're replaying the situation, trying to see what, what different outcomes could have there been if I said this. Would he have gone? So what? If you would have gone. Again, whether he went or he didn't go, I don't think it's 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 really not important. You taught him right there. He wanted to make a decision. You validated his decision. Yeah. Well, that actually, the words I used was because he he was 
he was on on a million miles per also, hour. Also, you could tell by your child's voice or the person you're talking to, they're not in the right state right now to yeah. maybe do this thing, right? So, you, like, if somebody goes through something, and I've done this with my kids, where they're going through something, and I'm talking to them, and when I get that when I get that feeling in the conversation now, oh no no wait, okay now it's changing. I feel that anxiety's gone. They're calmer. They're thinking clearer. Okay, now now we can let them proceed. So you kind of put them in a holding pattern for a minute or two. That's what you do with kids, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're still learning. You put them in a holding pattern for a couple of minutes with you, and you assess with them. You assess with them. And if you feel that even after the assessment, they're not in the right mind to continue, and they want to come home, then come home. Because forcing them to do it, you know, there's times where you go against the grain, especially with, that's more with anxiety, but that's, this is a real life situation. This isn't like, you know, some built up story that kid had in his head about, oh, what if, what if, what if, what mm-hmm. if? I mean, he just went through, yeah. I don't want to say traumatic, but he yeah, went through an event. It could have been very traumatic. He, yeah. went, through, he went through an event. The kid. He saw the thin line between yeah. life and death, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, and that'll, that'll ground you. That will, that'll, that'll, that changes you, yeah. Forget about doing shots on my friends tonight. Yeah. Like, that falls wayside when that happens. You see how, not to say that's nonsense because, yeah, it's a good time with your friends, but how unimportant that is. Like, yeah. your kid maybe got a glimpse of, that's not fucking important right now. Yeah. It's not. I almost got taken out, spun around, five cars, five, whatever, flew yeah. one. I didn't get hit. M- screw this. I just, no, no, no. I, to go out and party tonight, uh, it's it doesn't... It doesn't feel like it's an important thing to do anymore. And that's a valid decision yeah. he made. It's what he told me. He goes, I, if it wasn't for my quick reflexes, I would not. Because he goes, I had, the only thing I had is move. Because literally, he can't see. That's, that's instinct, right? That's when we don't think it. We just do it. He can't see the car in front of, yeah. the, the car in front of the car in front of him. So he only sees the back of AJ's car. Yeah. And all of a sudden, shoo. AJ disappears and hear the headlights. Whoa. Shoo. Now he does the same thing. And they, shh. Spins and he says, "I'm watching the other cars like swerve me." Go, oh, thank God, nobody clipped me because it, you know, it just when you swerve like that onto other lanes, yeah, you could hit another car, another car could hit you. It could be, I mean, it can be. Yeah, so my 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 whole thing was, let's follow your gut. Your gut's telling you what right now. My gut's telling me get home. There's a difference between what they say, your gut. And over th- and, and when the mind comes back in, so gut feeling isn't a thought process. It's an it's I've always said it's a knowing. It's you know. It's not what if this happens? Oh my God, I'm scared. Or what if this happens? It's a, it's something inside of you that just is, is guiding you to a certain answer to it's a certain a, direction. It's a hard decision. It's a it's, it's a it's, firm decision. It's then. a it's a firm decision, but you don't even know where it's coming from. You just know. I, I, people when, when I get asked this question. Like, how do I know? I go, and this is what I was told. I was always taught this. When you know, you know. There's, you're not even questioning the knowing at this point. It's something beyond that, the thinking mind that just says, no. And that's it. And, that, and you feel this. You feel it inside this answer. You know it's there, and you just follow it, right? And then sometimes a year later, you look back on the situation, and you say, yeah, the decisions I made just kind of happened. Like, I didn't, like... I didn't overthink these these things in this event. They just kind of happened, and I went here, and I did this, and I'm kind of glad I did follow that. And that's what we call a gut instinct, right? That just... We labeled it that. Yes. But it's not... Uh, no, it's, it's nothing more than some unidentified 
decision making right process where the where the where the the mind doesn't get involved in so there's a um morgan freeman it's, it was a great uh, post he had he, well he wasn't he was doing if it was a reel for some other company or website i don't know what it was but he's sitting there talking, and he has a great voice, Morgan oh, Freeman, right? Right. The voice that's of God. The, that's, the guy, that's the guy you want narrating your book, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right? So he starts talking about a voice, and he says, not the voice that I'm speaking with. And then he leans over, and you hear this voice. It's his voice, but he's not talking anymore. He goes, the voice inside. And he goes on. It's a, I have sent you. I'll find it. And he goes on to kind of speak about how this voice isn't a, uh, a voice that is answering questions. It's like a knowing it's like the voice that says yes or no. And you just follow that voice. And he kind of goes on to say, sometimes we don't listen to that voice because there's too much noise in our head, right? That's kind of the synopsis of it. So it's that when we say that gut feeling, it's that deeper, it's a higher intelligence, a deeper knowing that just kind of pushes you in a direction that you're not questioning that this is what you should do right now. It's when, you, it's when the mind comes in and goes, all right, but should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? Should I do it? See, now that's not a good feeling anymore. Now that you're trying to intellectually think through a situation, which is fine sometimes. But when you get, if you're in tune enough to say, I just, I feel like I need to go home right now. And I don't know why. I, I mean, with your son's instinct, I mean, I guess he does know why. But it wasn't that he was scared or he was petrified because he drove home. It's not like, Dad, come pick me up. It was like, I just want to come home. Like there was something in him that said, I just want to come home. Right oh, now. yeah. He had an hour ride back home and he still stopped at McDonald's to get something to eat. So that's, so that's telling you something. I just want to go home. And how do you not? I think if you if you're a parent and you and, and again, you're going to get both sides of the you get both sides of the aisle on this. If you're a parent and you convince your son not to follow his gut instinct, are you doing him a disservice at this point? Like if, if your child has a gut instinct to question himself, to question himself. Yeah. And again, there's a fine line between the gut instinct. And when you're speaking of your kid is rambling on trying to make a decision and doesn't know, and yeah. you could hear all the questions and the anxieties in right. his head, whether to take different. biology or whether to take chemistry, Okay, dad, well, yeah. you know, I had this and I don't know what this means. And I had this thought and I don't know what this means. And I had this and I don't know what this means. I had this anxiety. And I think this is this. Now you got, Okay, so now you're going down a rabbit hole of questions. That's when you want to you want to nudge them to go against the grain a little bit because you can tell it's anxiety. But when somebody comes up to you and goes, "I just know that's where I want to be right now," and that, and they leave it there. There's no questions. There's no. There's something that's telling them that's where they need to be right now. And it's, it's not for us to know. Maybe it's not for even them to know. It's and how do you, I think if you if you if you teach somebody to not listen to that voice. Not listen to that instinct that's in them. I think over time they stop hearing that instinct, and that's where people kind of get caught up in their heads even more and more and more. So the fact that Cookie said, "Poppy, I want to come home," and now Poppy, I want to come home. I'm so scared. I don't know. Like there wasn't there wasn't a ton of anxiety. It was I want to come home. I saw my life flash before my eyes. I want to come home. That party's not important right now. That's pretty much. The, I yeah. want to come home to my family. How do you? How do you not? You know what he said. Follow that. How do you not go like this? Son, you want to come home? Come on home. What do you say? I'm sorry. He says, I want to make sure I sleep in my bed tonight. That's what he said. Yeah, so, so, I mean. <laughs> he, he, it was deep. Like, he saw, you know. A father who is, late, who, is, who is riddled with ego 
would have said something else, would have taken it differently, would have pushed him to go because my son isn't fucking back. My son's not going to be a, you know, not going to use a slang word, right. but my son's not going to be some and come home and come. Uh, no, wimp, no. Let's call him a wimp. A wimp. Yeah. And come home. No, no. My son's going to go. He's going to. Are you, are you actually doing your, your child any, are you doing your child any benefit? Is there any benefit to that at all? What are you teaching them? You're teaching them to not follow their gut instinct just because their gut instinct doesn't align with your egoic thinking as a me, tough man, tough man, go tough man, don't scared nothing. Mm. Uh, tough man, the caveman died many years ago. We don't, we don't act like that anymore. We, we well, actually, the caveman probably listened to that gut instinct because he didn't have all this uh, higher intelligent, this, this uh, chatter in his brain. I would say there's no doubt that that caveman, caveman yeah. used that much more than possibly we do. Sure he does. Cause he Absolutely. didn't have the convenience. Yeah, no, actually, that we had. I actually, as, as I was saying that I'm, I'm thinking to myself, no, that's that's wrong. I would imagine he relied yeah. on that big time. Caveman would go to cave and go, no, go in. Right. And he won't know. He don't know why. He had a sense something, that, and there might have been a fucking tiger right around yeah. the wall, just waiting. But his 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 hairs, his spidey sense went, no. So when your kid, when your kid's spidey sense was, I want to go home. He heard that. I want to go home, and he goes, I'm going home. So that is is that's that good. that decision making process is um, unconscious. Would you say? Um, and not, and I'm not, I'm not saying unconscious in the way we always use the term unconscious, like people walk around life like unconscious, unconsciously no. just following their thought. I, yeah. Go back. And now I'm using the word differently in saying, I, I didn't sit here and think about this decision. This decision came to, to me, me and it's hard. It's an press. insight. It's more like an insight. Yeah. It's, it's, it, does it happen unconsciously? I think yes and no. <clears throat> so yes, because you're not consciously thinking of the thought it right. just happens to you're you. not sitting walking it through but no you have to be conscious enough and aware enough to hear that oh okay and not have that other layer of thinking that says you cook come on cook what do you what do you cook come on what are you a wimp cook yeah, let's yeah. go come on cook pull it together let's cook go. let's go come on oh stop being a baby stop let's being go. a baby let's go cook come on like because that voice your ego is gonna start chirping to you no, no, no. Hot chicks and beer. Let's go. Sure. Come on. We're going to miss out on this because of this. Screw that. No. no. So so it's it's kind of happens both ways. It's unconscious, but there's got to be a level of consciousness that is actually aware that that, that insight, that voice, that, that nudge, that push and pull. That I, what I call it, it's a push and pull inside of you that that's, it's there. Can I, can I peel back the onion one more layer? You can peel back the onion. Would you get... say that that only happens... In big decisions, not in little decisions. Like when you're talking, so and you're, little decisions like what color shoe should I put on? Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> right. But what, what, I think so. I think we question. I think when we question our when we question our decisions is when we take it from that that initial ingrained answer that's in us that's saying here, and then we start questioning that. Like this is this. I'm going to go into a fine vein right here. It's, I'm going to like really refine it. Yeah. When you're talking about that decision that comes to you, you made me think of my, you know, obviously it takes two people, but when I say mine, meaning my side of the story, my decision with my wife, like why, why her? Like there what was a connection, you, but you understand? a connection that you can't, it, you, you, you didn't really participate in the decision, you just know it's good. It's it, this is the one. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, people the, the, there'll be there'll be thirty different answers for that. People go, well, it was love, it was physical attraction that uh, no. formed into something else. I, and, the, the, I mean, again, you're talking and I'm thinking. I'm like a little processing machine. I'm going to call myself a little calculator because I'm not that good to be a computer. But I'm a little <laughs> handheld calculator <laughs> as you're funny. as you're processing, and I'm thinking uh, this is very similar to that decision because again, I uh, was. Uh, 17 years old mm-hmm. when my wife and I started going out yet that this that decision didn't hit me at 17 but along the way it clicked that like you knew I knew like this is it this is the girl everything and I didn't sit there and go well you know what should I be you didn't make a pro and con right list. okay should I stay with her should I not stay with her right. well she's this she's that she's this she's that she's this so it yeah, just I it's gotcha. very strange that it happens like that yeah, very it's just something that pulled that that kind of you gravitated towards each other, and 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 the beauty of it is no, we don't know where that comes from, we don't know, we don't know what pulls us towards a certain person or what pushes us away from a certain person, why we gravitate to certain people and why we don't gravitate to other people. I think it's, I mean, you want to get not technical, but you want to get spiritual on it. I mean, I think there's energies in us that that. Uh, attract attract us to certain people and other energies where we just kind of we don't we don't uh, we're not we feel like we're not compatible Mm. is maybe a good word with certain other people even though we kind of like this person they're nice but you feel like there's a a a low level vibration there that either vibration could be good or bad depending on how you want to look at it but low level something there that you're just like what the hell is that what is that it's not for us. I, I, this is my opinion, my experiences. It's not for us to know, and and I'm I'm I I I enjoy not knowing because it's the mystery of life that we don't we don't have the answer to, and whether we're here to figure that answer out eventually, sometime I don't I don't know, and and, and that's that that's that's the beauty of life is we don't we don't know what what kind of gravitates us towards certain things. Again, people like to say God has already scripted the the end of what. I mean, so. But with mindfulness and and reframing, you kind of cracked a few codes of, yes. of the human experience. Sure, and not he, a few. You've cracked the you've cracked the code. Right? But the only thing you don't know is where the code is coming from. So you've cracked the code, saying, "Okay, I could watch this right simulation happen to me, mm-hmm. or I could watch these thoughts happening to me, or I could watch all this happening to me. Watch my emotions, but I don't understand." What's pulling the strings still? Yeah. So like me now, I've got, I'm at the point now where not that I like, I have two mindsets, but like somebody will say something to me and I'll have a, a automatic reaction mentally to it. And I look at that reaction and I say, that is an old, and I'm going to, and, and not, not that I'm a big believer in the whole simulation thing, but it's kind of a cool concept, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's, that's all. It yeah. Is. It's a cool concept. I, I think I, I look at it as, so this, this, this reaction is a code or, or a program that I was I've developed over my years that just plays automatically, right? Input is the trigger from the person, and when I input dot, 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 into my keyboard, well, here's what the computer pops out. Mm-hmm. So my mind has been programmed over years. When somebody says this or acts like this, like when people act egotistically, I have a natural reaction to try to, in my mind, to protect people around them who aren't egotistical and could get snow could get um, uh, bulldozed Caught, by them. Okay, caught right? up in it. Caught up in it. Like my natural reaction is to 
prop up the person who's not like that to say, hey, no, no, you don't feel bad because that asshole wants to be a dick right now. Now, there's times to do that, and there's times where you have to be, I don't know, you have to find that your own ego is popping up. So I kind of watch these reactions happen. I take a breath, and then I'll say, do I want to engage that reaction or no? I don't know, like, what's making it all happen. I know I'm watching it. Default. Default yeah. is happening first in here before you actually. Well, that's when you have that awareness. Yeah, and look again, it's not a perfect. I'm, when, a perfect when I said in here, I'm pointing to my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody can see me, but default, it's happening in your head. Yeah, and the first default reaction is whatever that old wired, that old hardwire answer was, but then come in something, something above it comes in and says, and let's say, but you look at it and you're like, I don't want to engage that. And I don't know where that comes from. It's not, I'm not talking to myself. I'm just, I look at it and I, it's, I know I don't want to, I don't want to engage that behavior and I don't engage that behavior. It's the new rewiring that you did. Yeah. But, but we, the one I'm trying to make is we, I don't know where, we don't know where that comes from. Right. So all of a sudden what we thought was life here, well now we've put it here and now we're behind it watching a lot of these old, our emotions and thought patterns and worries and concerns, yeah. even though things are happening to us. Like in our lives, we're watching a lot of it happen, but it's like, so, okay. So now we got this awareness. Where'd this come from? Like who, what's this awareness? What, like, that's the answer we don't know. Like it doesn't have a name, a voice. Doesn't your awareness, your, your, your presence doesn't talk to you. It just makes you see things clearer. And from there, there's this kind of, that's I say this knowing that kind of says, cook, go home. This is a very strange. It's like Morgan Freeman being here and going, go home. I am your conscience. <laughs> go home. It says, all, all, so you're somebody, all he might've heard in his head is just, and not even in his voice. It's not, it's, you don't yeah. even hear it in your voice. It's That's the funny part. Yeah. It's like you're hearing it in a voice you can't describe. Yeah. You just heard, go home. Cause you know, when you're talking to yourself, you could hear yourself thinking, you hear yourself ruminating and ruminating. But when it's that, you just hear, go home. Mm. And you're like, I just want to go home. Yeah. Find and you don't safety. know why. Yeah. It's something that's now, whether he would have gone there and, and had a great time or not, like I'm not saying he, if he would have went, he wouldn't have had a great time, right. but it wasn't right for him in that moment. And his now it was go home. Find safety. I wanted to be with my family tonight. How do you not, how do you not, how do you not, uh, I'm trying to look for the right word. Let that kid know that that, following his gut was whether you whether you personally in your biased agreed with that decision or not as a, you know as, a, as another person that's not important how do you not go to that kid and go great job listening to your inner I, me- I, I what, that, I, that. what I was taught by uh, another spiritual teacher Alex Mills I worked with not listening to your inner mentor like we that it, the inner mentor is just another way of saying that inner that knowing it's all different words like when I say it's that deeper knowing that just kind of pushes and pulls you it's your inner mentor that's telling you the right thing for you to do for you in that moment. Not this is the right answer for the rest of your life, or this is going to make you the most money, or this is going to be the best job. It's right now, this is where you need to be. And that's it. And questioning that is when this comes back in. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, well, did I make the right decision? If you don't question it, you're not suffering that decision. You're not, it was a decision that you just knew you had to follow. And you move on with your life. And there's no pain, there's no... There's nothing else attached to it. Yeah. You go on. Yeah, we have a we have a ritual in my house that uh, 
Well, first of all, we have few rituals in my house, but one of them is... You start in a church or something? <laughs> no. Uh, you know, and I, and I, I'll go into it. You know, so one of the rituals we have is that when you come in <clears> from <throat> the street, whoever's inside the house, uh, I'm giving you a big hug and a kiss. Hello. That's great. Right. I wish more people would do that. That's actually pretty cool. And that's that's a ritual that we do. because Yeah. And, and the other ritual is the bed, the bed, good night bedtime ritual where I make sure that we give each other a big kiss and hug before we go to bed. So, you know, I will kiss and hug all my children. And your wife? Of course. Well, <laughs> I go to bed with her. And, and, uh, and, and we keep that ritual. So that night, which was just a few nights ago, that night I, I kept that ritual. I just, you know, I didn't make a big drama scene about it, you know, nothing like that. But I did, you know, I, I held him a little tighter and I said, I'm proud of you for following your gut. Good job, you know, good job following your, your instinct. I think that was, so if you're, to go back to the original question that you asked me, did I make the right decision? I think you just answered it. You answered, you answered your own question just now when you said that. When you told your son, good job following your gut, whether you might have personally, your bias. Yes, there was a bias. Your bias would have been like, ah, go, don't go, stay, don't. No, my bias was for him to come. But you did, you did the, you did the best thing for him. In that moment was to allow him to realize that he made a choice and to for him to be not just okay but proud of himself that he made a choice and he just followed it and that's it and you know that that's empowering you empowered him right there say you made a choice done done you made a choice most people go through their lives not making choices because they overthink it and they overthink it and they overthink it and they overthink it. And what do I do? And what do I do? And they're on pause. Paralysis by analysis. Yeah, paralysis. But it's great. Paralysis by analysis. It's you're on pause. Eckhart Tolle always says he goes. Sometimes he goes. Doing anything is better than doing nothing. In other words, if if do I go? Do I not go? Instead of staying there and spending five hours deciding if you go or don't go, decide don't go and go home. Decision made. Go. Decision made. And you start living your life again instead of being on pause. Right? So There's a friend I used to have in India. And uh, he was he was living in Delhi. He is from Delhi. But his family is uh, Punjab. I don't know if you're familiar with the region. But it's a Punjab is a region of India. It's a state. Yeah, like Punjab. Yeah, Punjab. Yeah, yeah, Punjab. And uh, so he, he, he would make, he would make uh, not make fun of me, but he would tell me funny things about Punjabis. And he'd say, you know, being Punjabi... I can tell you, you know, first we do, then we think. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was like, I get it. Because the there, there were times that maybe I, I would complain about something. He goes, no, no, being Punjabi, first we do, then we, then think. we think. But that's, so there's, there's, something to, there's something actually great to be said about that. I mean, they don't get caught up between their ears. They make a decision and they just go. And then afterwards, okay, if they want to they look back on it and decide, okay, what could we have done better? Instead of spending all that time in the beginning analyzing and analyzing yeah. and then... The paralysis by now. Yeah, that's a real thing. I mean, that was me as a kid. You know how many times I wanted to call a girl growing up as a kid? Oh, my God. If I tell you, oh I, my God. I would dial three digits, then I'd dial four digits, then I'd dial six digits, and then I would stop. Nerve-wracking. And then I would dial three digits, then I'd dial four digits, and then I would stop. Nerve-wracking. Two hours would go by. Oh, ah, yeah. And I did nothing. I said it. And you play the movie in your head oh, of how it's going to go. How's it going to go? Instead of just going Horrible. like this, pick up the phone and call. Horrible. Or don't call and fucking walk away. Horrible. If that's it. John had the same thing. Yeah, man. And, and, and 
I think the best thing you could do for your kids, and anybody who's listening to this, the best thing you could do for your kids, teach them, empower them to make choices. Not to make the right choices. Because right. right or wrong is a is your perspective on things. Yeah. To make a choice. Yeah. To follow their inner mentor, to follow that that gut feeling, that instinct that says this is where I want to go. This is the path I need to be on right now. And make that choice. And then whether that choice evolves into something else, that's that's life. That's just how it happens. Doesn't mean that because I'm going down this path, I'm gonna be on this path forever. It means I'm on this path and this is where I need to be right now. This is where the universe or whatever is needs me to be right now. And in five months, it might be somewhere else. I, I might, in, in a year and a half, uh, I might change my, you know, a kid could be like, I want to do this. And then two years down the line, okay, well, that evolves into something else. And that evolves into something else. And that, I mean, 10 years ago, you told me I would have wrote a book and had a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About right. what? what? Sheet rock and nails? Yeah. What are you smoking? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, how to run a construction company, how to organize yourself, maybe. Right. Like about this? I would have been no. But I didn't know, like, my life was going to take me down this path, which would have, which would have created all this for me, yeah. you know, for me to live this kind of life and do what I kind of like enjoy doing with this stuff. So, but that's the beauty of it is you make the choice and you go from there. So <clears throat> that hidden decision maker, and I, I, I say, hey, like that, the Wizard of Oz, the little that, guy behind the curtain, yeah, the, <laughs> the unidentified decision maker. Yes. The unidentified decision maker. Do you tend to now, after a few good decisions, do you tend to now say, I trust my gut? Uh, uh, yes. Right? Yeah, I, th I think you just... Because we're labeling this guy as the gut. Well, yeah, well, it's really, yes, we just, and, and that is always... And you know, I'll, I'll, we'll always say this: that's just using words and language yeah, that we need. Yeah, like yeah. we said before, the cave, this case, the so. caveman didn't have that language. He just knew something said, "Don't go, go there, here," and they would follow that, and that's how they survived. And every decision that goes, do we get better at it? Not that we get better, but we tend to trust that in unidentified. It's not uh, that you're trusting it anymore. I honestly think that you're hearing it more, and the, and and you. It's not something that you don't trust because if you're trusting it, I think your mind's coming back in and saying, okay, I trust you voice. Okay. It's not about trusting that voice. It's about being aware and realizing it's there because that voice isn't there to lead you in the wrong direction. It's always that inner ment is always there to do what's best for you. And, it, and, and again, this is the part where I say, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know where that gets information I don't know where that does its its val its valuation of the situation where it told Cookie go home. Mm. Like we don't know what the process was because it didn't take him an hour to come to that decision. No, that came to him split, literally Boom. split. Go home. Yeah. So like in in a nanosecond, when he, something processed in him and said go home because he said and when he realized I'm alive, when he because he literally like he says the minute I spun out of control, the only thing I could think of is the cars behind me. Taking me, T-boning me, taking me out. You, you, you ever driving and you're getting a little groggy while you're driving? You're like, you're getting a little tired. You know me, I drive a lot, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this, I, I, I can tell because this happened to me. And all of a sudden, like, a car comes near you or your car hits the rumble strips on the side. Like, you kind of <laughs> and, you, and all of a sudden, you have this moment of alertness. Like, woof. Like, like, okay. Everything went away and you're just hyper-focused on what's happening. And your mind becomes very clear at that moment. You're not thinking anymore. You're just here. 
and you see him, and you rec- and you just, and for a few seconds, you're just uber present. Like this is what happens to me. Like I stop my any thought stream, and I'm just whatever it is inside of me just goes here and now. I got it. Right to be aware of what's happening, and then within a few seconds, here come okay a thought comes back in. Oof, wow, that was close. Wow, let me stay awake. Let me open a window. Uh, let me smoke that cigar. Let me keep myself awake. Chew some gum. Survival mode. Sure. Basic. Basic. Very basic. So the caveman, the minute. That's what we don't listen to anymore. Right. So the caveman was survival mode. Yes. And my son was survival mode clicked on. Your your example of the you know I'm kind of my eyes are kind of closing. Yeah, in and, that moment of hyper awareness. And, and then I hit the the was it rumble strip? The rumble strip. And whoa, survival. Yeah. Survive. Yeah, you wake up. You go. Okay, survive. Well, you're not thinking. You're doing at that point. You're just doing. Your your body. You're just reacting, and you're you're doing that mode. If we can tap into it, I mean, we don't want to abuse it because no, you, know, you don't abuse it because that mode's not that mode's not meant. To, that's not there for every second of your life because you're not in survival mode. Every right, second. right, right. If you are, they and can... and survival mode is for those instances, right? The, where you react, you don't think, you just kind of swerve and react, right? But when you're listening for it, you're going to hear it more often. And it's not survival mode. It's going to be other things that kind of, kind of, it guides you in certain. So you hear it in survival mode or on the rumble strips because it gets loud. It's like, it's just like, what, whatever thought processes are going on, whatever this is, however your mind, your mind shuts that off and says, Henry here. We're taking over. We're taking over. So when we practice awareness, you actually get, you said tap into, you get to experience that more often and hear it more often, even in the small decisions, right? Like somebody says something that's triggering. Instead of you flying off the handle with it, Something comes in and says, well, let's look at that reaction happen. We don't want to engage it. We just want to stay where we are now. And then maybe a more clear decision comes out of that, right? So there's all these things that keep passing through our heads. It's, that awareness is going to be able to make you see, hear things clearer in your own mind instead of just following, 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 you know? Wow. So, uh, you know what, real quick? I just yeah. thought of... That survival instinct, yeah. Uh, when it hit me last, I had a, I had a survival instinct flash. I, did I tell you the story? I think I did tell you the story that I was on my way driving back from uh, <clears throat> Florida. Yeah, we were driving back from Florida, and I was somewhere because we were driving back from Miami, and I was somewhere in northern Florida, and we stopped at a rest stop. What I, was this? Uh, this was. Two years ago. Maybe? Oh, okay. So, uh, McDonald's. It was pouring, pouring uh, like a Florida rain, like no other. Yeah, sheets of rain. Right. So we, we we go into this McDonald's for you know for for a stop. We go to the bathroom, and literally, um, <clears throat> I'm on my way out of the bathroom, and I asked my son, "Can you hold the door open for me?" And he forgot. So the door is closing, and I stick my foot out to catch the door because I don't want to touch the handle. Yeah. <laughs> John, in the act of sticking my foot out, I I slip. I am airborne in a McDonald's bathroom. I'm not trying to laugh, but I'm yeah, visualizing yeah. Trust you. Trust yeah. me when I tell you you're not the only one that laughed that day. <laughs> so I'm airborne, and I am in that split second, which is one second. Everything slows down. It slows down for a second. John. Oh. 
I knew that I was now not perpendicular, but what do you say? Parallel. Parallel. I knew that I was parallel to the floor, and I knew that I cannot fall and hit my head because that's what was going. Yeah. So I had the wherewithal in that point zero one of a second to tuck my head in and fall with my head tucked in, you know, chin to chest, as opposed to normal. Let's say when you go to bed, you fall like this. Chin to chest, tuck in, and I fell. Survive. That's a survival. Yeah, that's a survival instinct. This is one second. That's a survival instinct. And I, where'd that come from? Years and years and years yeah. and years and millions of years of evolution, that's ingrained in all. I, I, this is what I. This is my my kind of theory on it. Not my theory, but my belief on this. What I kind of think is just it's years, millions of years of evolution that has taught your body to react a certain way in certain circumstances, that is beyond your thinking control. Right, so beyond this thinking wasn't always here. Like this has evolved, this thinking mind. And mm. I think the more it evolves, the m- the more pain and suffering people have. Yeah, you know, I think the caveman was a much more simpler, basic. simpler and more peaceful being than we are. Even though we have the modern luxuries of life, which is great, right? All these modern t- technology and them. Indoor plumbing, all great things. Right. <laughs> they're all great. You things. mentioned a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all great things. I'm not. not I'm, I'm not knocking our evolution. Climate, not at all. Uh, temp, climate uh, control, right? Yeah. You can. Yeah, this helps us survive. And that's where the mind has been great in helping us to survive. But when that survival tool is no longer needed, which is why I think in the last twenty years, mental health has really become yeah. a big. Yeah. When. For, for for years, our mind was used as an instinct tool, and then a survival tool on top of it to become build better house. Hmm. You know, build build structure, live in structure. Went from a cave to a hut, from a hut to you know to a wood frame building, wood frame building, yeah. to, and and we've evolved that. But as we keep doing that, our mind just keeps trying to improve and improve and improve and improve and improve. It doesn't stop, and There's... if you don't have awareness. Hmm. It starts then, how do I improve me? How am I better? How do I get better looking? How do I get in better shape? How do I look better than him? How do I make more money than him? How am I getting better, better baseball player than him? How do, I sh- how, how do I put more posts about my kid on Instagram than that one on Instagram so people like my pictures more than... Do you, it, it doesn't stop evolving. It's, it's, it's a never-ending AI in our mind that just keeps, 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 unless you have that awareness to say, that's great, AI. I don't give a fuck what you want to do. I'm going to stay here. I don't need to follow you down this rabbit hole of how things can be better or how things can be worse or whatever. And that's why I think mental health has kind of taken a... But this is mindfulness. Yes. Okay. So... Sure. I can take mindfulness and I'm going to go back to the Paleolithic era. Paleolithic era? (laughs) You like that? It's a vocabulary word. Yes, I know. Meso- <laughs> Mesozoic. Mesozoic. So, what, Ross Geller from Friends. <laughs> if, if we go back, it would have been a pertinent tool in our daily life. Now I want to go forward. I want to. I want you to picture the year twenty two eighty. We don't know what that's going to look like, but given the advances of technology and life. We're going to need mindfulness more so than right now, which is already something to be said, because this, this fleshy thing doesn't advance. It's still a fleshy thing that 
produces the same human experience with different inputs because technology, because society, because, but that mindfulness will always keep you great. Like you said, absolutely. You, you, you took me to the Instagram world, right? To the, I gotta, I gotta get more likes. I gotta get more views. And my kid is, you get caught up in the stupidity, but when you have some ground wire, like mindfulness to really touch ground, you're able to process things a little bit more humanly. You're, I think I think you're able to see that thinking mind as separate than you. Like you start like the way I look at it is is my thinking mind isn't who I am. My thinking mind is this tool that I get to use. It's when I say I, I actually speak about awareness. Like a this, little computer. This thing behind it that I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't. And I, this is what I was talking earlier in the episode. I don't. I don't know, and I'm not trying to figure that out. And I just allow that to kind of guide me and, and I get them to use this tool as I need it instead of having this tool use me. And I think that's, we're at the point right now where the majority of people in the world, even though there is, like, I do see a shift starting, but the majority of people in the world see this, see their minds and, and believe this is who I am. Yeah. They stop, this is, they stop right there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and right. And you could go, you could go down so many avenues with this, right? The nostalgic Avenue, the future Avenue, like your mind's not going to stop giving you scenarios, how things were great. I wish I could go back to these times. Oh my God. And we've said this before. Yeah. Great. Why? Because those times were great. What benefit is that? Where's the best, but your mind's not trying to hurt you. It's trying to figure out how do I, how do I make Henry survive? How do I make John survive? Okay, I have to make John survive, but I need to remember the past. I need to prepare for the future. I need him to understand that he's got to be better at this and better at that. It's not trying to harm you. It just It's trying to do its job, but it's in a world where it's not needed as much anymore, that survival instinct. And that's now evolved into my survival instinct is comparing and can, you know, compare to everything around me. How do, I, how do I compare to that? How do I compare to this? How do we protect John from this? How do we protect John from that? Because like we said, I think it was episode one or two. We don't have, we don't have tigers running in our house anymore. Maybe if the lights go out someday, we'll go back to that. But I don't, you know, until then, yeah. that's not that's not an issue for us. So, I gotta say, this was a very heady episode. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't heady in language. We should we should do this episode high as a kite on, uh, <laughs> and, I, and let's see where that goes. <laughs> and so it was it was heady, I think, in in um, in in something that we in the cannot. Subject. In but, the subject, but I don't think like the words we were using. No, no, very, no, no, very, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Going on the subject matter. Yes, because we're talking about something that we really cannot pinpoint. Like, no, and that's the beauty of it. You can't pinpoint. There is a beauty to it, right? Sure. There's a beauty, and there's also a, 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 a angst. Like, what is? What are you? The angst is the mind. How does the mind? The, the mind can't comprehend. So if the mind can't comprehend something, what's it going to do? Make up stories and stuff. Yeah, God is a man with a white beard. Why? Because I need to know that God is a man with a white beard. Uh, how, do I, how do I explain what I don't know? I got to give it a face. God, you're my face. There you go. Okay. Heaven, hell. That's it. Those are my points. Yep. Point A, point B, because the mind needs to have a beginning yeah. and an end. The mind doesn't end. The mind can't comprehend itself. Scientists, scientifically you can, but the mind can't comprehend infinity. Like, what do you mean? How does something just keep going? We're born, we die. Even a rock erodes over millions of years. Everything that comes eventually erodes and goes away. Some last longer, some less shorter in, in clock time, but like everything, the mind can't comprehend that. So I stop trying to. I stop, I don't, I, the best advice I give somebody is 
When your mind wants to do that, let your mind do that. You bring your focus back to where you want it. And you do that enough, then you're going to start to have your mind be the hammer that you get to take out of your tool belt when you want it wow. instead of the one. Like I think you said it in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah. Just going around fucking this yeah, hammer whack, making whack-a-mole. whack-a-mole making holes everywhere. So, yeah. Wow. And I would say this episode has been brought to you by the Universal <laughs> Lens. <laughs> A great book that you can catch on Amazon. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, or you just go to Amazon.com and put up universe, the universal lens and you're going to get a, a treat. I highly recommend it. Uh, John really, you know, gives a, he puts his heart and soul into this thing. And uh, I think it's going to make a difference. Everybody who's read it has clearly said, like, amazing. Yeah, that's pretty been, <clears throat> you know, thankfully and gratefully it's been... Uh you know, the people who have read it and bought it and I've spoken to have said the same thing. Some people, there's things in that they'll say there's one chapter and I've heard some, my, actually my son was reading the book, told me, he goes, the, the chapter where you talk about the, I am not my mind. He goes, I don't get that. I'm like, and that I go, actually, that's where people, that's how, you know, you're still identified with your mind when you can't, when you don't realize what I am not my mind means. Yeah. And I said, but that's, that's the beauty of it is this is how you get to that point yeah you need to first be aware that you're an alcoholic before you can start becoming uh before you can get all you know get on the get off the wagon get on the wagon off the wagon uh yes on the wagon i get on the wagon before you get on the wagon so you need to you need to actually realize that you don't understand the question i am not my mind Mm. before you can start to understand what it means that you are not your mind so yeah it's 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 been it's been it's been it's been um it's been accepted pretty well so yeah if anybody wants to check it out Highly recommend Check it. it out. Maybe I'll do an audio book someday. Yeah, man. That'd be I'll great. do it in Spanish. I'm joking. <laughs> I'll do the Spanish one. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'd love to. I'd love to do the Spanish one. Uh, That's something to think about. Yeah. So, all right. I think we're good. That was great. I think I think that was a very, yeah, that was, I think, I, 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 so I love that topic. I love that topic because I think everybody, anybody listening to this could get benefit from, from that. We have a natural segue of things. You know what I mean? It's just we start talking about our stuff and then we segue. And because that's what life will do. And life, what, life is a learning experience yeah. if you treat it as one. It's not a I'm successful, I'm not successful, I'm great, I'm not great. It's one big-ass learning experience. Yeah. It's just one big-ass experience. Yeah. Just experience life with the shit and the headaches and the stuff. Just experience life and and you don't, you know. You start to see things feel lighter. Even when they're dark, they feel lighter. Even yeah. when you're going through some shit, like real life shit, mm-hmm. like, you know, legitimate, this is happening, crap. There's a lightness behind it. Now, you're not carrying a boulder. You're not carrying a stone. You just know that you're going through something that's not enjoyable. On and, a personal level, I'll tell you one, one thing that uh-uh. you told me a few weeks ago to help me. You said, you're not changing, you're evolving. Things yeah, evolve. Things evolve. Oh, like, Eb, everything ebbs and flows, man. Yeah. The universe ebbs and flows. The earth ebbs and flows. Waves ebb and flow. Cloud, everything ebbs and flows. When you realize that everything in life shifts and moves, and you don't just, instead of trying to frigging course correct everything, just kind of ebb and flow with it, mm. there's an ease. Like water, it's like, it's, like, it's like a river. A river will carve out its path. It's not going to carve out its path by, by, by going, it's going to find its path Slowly, mm-hmm. sometimes that pit's going to be a little harder. Then some that pit's going to get easier. But at all times, the water just goes. We keep flowing. We just flow. We flow. We flow. <clears throat> like Bruce Lee. Like Bruce Lee said that. Be water. Be water. <laughs> yeah. Water has no form. That's great. Yeah, he did. That. I know you knew that. He did say that. Yeah. yeah. So all right, I think we're good. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. So everybody, thank you very much for listening in. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed the episode and got something out of it. I know I do every time I do this. Yeah. And um, yeah, and, kind of. And as, <laughs> as we always do, we'll end it uh, with our quick little uh, guided meditation. Um, so wherever you are, please, uh, if you're seated, always try to fix your posture if you can. You want to keep your eyes open and closed. It's up to you. And let's do our, our usual um, breathing where we do the two-second inhale, two-second hold, and two-second exhale. And along the way, I'll just keep talking us through it. So as you're breathing, if you notice that your mind right now is trying to figure out what the mind is, or it's asking a question about what we discussed, notice that question. There's no need to answer it or try to figure out an answer. Um, just kind of be aware of what's happening in your head right now. And just see it as a passing cloud. Um, and just notice. Like I always say, notice. If you want to shift your focus to your body again. I just did it in my shoulders again. I noticed my shoulders are pulled up in tense. Release any tension that you might have, whether they're in your shoulders, forehead, jaw. And don't label it if you were tense. Just release it. Again, we're not about labeling what we're noticing. It's about noticing and then taking an action. Just keep taking those breaths in. If you want to focus on your breathing, that's great. If you want to focus on the body part and bring your attention to a body part, start to feel that body part, whether it's a, a scan from your legs. And you can scan up to your head. This is a practice in awareness. There's no right, there's no wrong, there's no good, there's no bad. It's an experience. And that experience, if you pay attention, you will find that awareness, you will notice it's there. You'll eventually notice yourself asking yourself a question and then find no need to answer that question. That's when, that's a good indication. Is of, of, of knowing that you have uh, you have tapped in and kind of found that awareness behind it all. Let's keep taking some breaths. If nothing's coming up, that's great too. Your mind goes blank beautiful and then a thought will pop up that's beautiful too let's take a couple of more one more and we'll bring this home and slowly open your eyes welcome back to the world everybody if you were here the whole time it's great <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right thanks everybody for listening in and we will catch you next time thanks everybody peace the insights and discussions that we speak about on our show 
are our own opinions and based on our life experiences. If you or someone in your family or someone you know is suffering and in need of help, please get them that help through medical attention or seeking proper therapy. Again, what we speak about are based on our experiences and not intended to be taken as a form of therapy.